going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Burning Down the House podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mint, and I'm joined by my co-host. You know him. You love oh him. God. Josh Fetzer. No. How you doing? Uh, you know, it's been <laughs> a great day. We're in a goofy mood today. It's going to be a goofy cast. It's going to be a great show. Um, I so hope you're ready for this. How's your week been? You know, pretty good. We got a lot. It's been been blah, 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 blah. very busy. Cannot talk today either. In addition to being goofy, so yeah, we got a lot done. Um, that's always good to be productive. Got a lot of new clients, and they're a lot of fun to work with. Honestly, yeah. as cheesy and cliche as that may sound. A lot of dope stuff sound. in the works. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of good stuff going on that we have. Um, I don't know. I'm just having fun. I can't complain. It's kind of oh, like yeah. an interesting cloud nine feeling all the time. I feel so, that. I feel. Yeah. I definitely feel it's that. Good time. Yeah. Um, I just want to start this out by saying follow us on all of our social media. Do Everyone, it. I got that set up now. So uh, we're going to be a real podcast. <laughs> he finally did it, folks. He finally. <laughs> I got it done the second day this podcast <laughs> He did, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are BDTH underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, and then BDTH underscore pod on Facebook. Nice. LinkedIn. Yep. So go ahead and give us a follow there. You get a little behind-the-scenes stuff. You can see my cute face. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, keep you up to date with all things burning down the house, and feel free to check out Fetzer House Tech on all socials as well. That's our, you know, our parent company, um, <laughs> taking care of us over here in the studios. <laughs> you can also do something crazy. I found out this week. Ooh, what can we do? Uh, you can do. You can yell at your Siri. I know, I don't know about Android. I don't have an Android phone. I got an iPhone, but I can be like, "Hey Siri, play Burning Down the House podcast." And it'll no, literally load. Everyone's mad at you because you made their phone go off. Yeah, I hope I hope it did. Well, I mean, it should be it should be done. You know, oh, I don't know what she's saying right now. I can't hear. Her. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Siri will play will this it. podcast. Um, Google it's, Assistant will. Amazon Alexa will. Yeah, just give it a shout. Say, I want to listen to the Burning Down the House podcast. You kind of got to yeah. say house like holes, but it's kind of fun to say it that way. So yeah, uh, I know. liked it. I liked it originally made that name because I wanted it to be like Haas. Like Haas, you know, like real strong, kind of that yeah. German thing going on. It was a lot of fun. Anyways, that's a little side note. What is that? Something your podcast is playing on your phone. Oh, whoops. <laughs> it did work. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that worked. I, we both kind of looked at each other like, I Why is hear that? What is that? Talking. That's my voice. Oh, there it is. That's, that's the Burning Down the House podcast right. in the background. Good deal. Well, getting into what we're going to talk about today, let's do the rundown. You know, they're expecting the rundown. We got to give it to them. So, YouTube is experimenting with letting creators sell ads directly to brands. Holy cow. That's what we're going to talk about first. And the leading into, we got to give out a special rest in peace to the creator of the Konami Code. His name was Kazuhisa Hashimoto. It wasn't up, up, down, down? Nope. It was not left, up, right, up, left, up right. down, down. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is B.A. Start. <laughs> right. Um, and we'll be leading into so LinkedIn. Sad, LinkedIn decided that they're going to test Snapchat-like stories on their platform because everyone seems to be doing that. And we'll talk about what that means and kind of where LinkedIn stands as a social media provider and a business platform. Um, finally, you know, getting into our last two, we're going to talk about some like forum-based things. Um, the Reddit CEO um, was cited talking about TikTok, calling it fundamentally parasitic over piracy, piracy, privacy concerns. Concerns. And lastly, the founder of 8chan. He is facing arrest for cyber libel in the Philippines, <laughs> <laughs> which is oh which is kind of insane. Um, we'll go All over right. a little bit what the chants are, because I'm sure there's a lot of Sean. people that don't know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. OK, we'll save that for later yep. when we get there. All right. So going Lead into us. YouTube, Lead I us. this is near and dear to my heart because I right. am a failed YouTube creator. 
Um, <laughs> admittedly, I've no, had many. No, you're just, you're just on the road to success. That's, okay. That's the road to success is a ton of failures. Have I you heard that, that quote? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's actually true, but... You know, I was actually being sarcastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to run a music review channel with uh, one of our people in our office, Christian, called Track yeah. by Track Reviews in college. We both we reviewed albums, and then I tried a vlogging channel at one point. I've tried informational awesome. content. I've made a lot of stuff. So learning about this in YouTube is really important to me. And it's also where I get my content. So there you go. Yeah, that's Basi- good. Basically, YouTube is going to is not completely going to but they're trying to start allowing creators to sell their ads directly to brands so a little bit about the way it currently works is youtube's kind of like a broker for ads essentially and it's Mm. done well it's google is so there's google ads and if you upload onto their platform you can request monetization of your video which is essentially just a fancy way to say it's going to make money um based on views and you get a cpm level which is the amount of money you're going to make per 1,000 views. And those ads are then bid on by companies and sold. And it's not really a purposeful program. It's not like a company goes, I like Josh Fetzer. I want to sponsor right. his channel. Right. It's just a matter of matching it and algorithms. And YouTube's kind of come under fire with that because it's led to a lot of people's content being deemed non-advertiser friendly, right. which has caused them to lose their life, like their living and a kind of horrible thing. So um, everyone's been collectively mad at YouTube for a while now, right? <laughs> Pretty easy yeah. to say that. Yeah, um, pretty much. What this is doing, and because, okay, I'll, well, I'll rewind a little bit. Going into that, what happened was people started getting brand deals on their own. So they were having brands get doing like a pre-roll in front of their video or a sponsored link or getting into like affiliate marketing, which YouTube sees no money from. If you, if I decide as an independent yeah. creator, like right now, to be sponsored by like, let's say Talkspace, and mm-hmm. I do a pre-roll right this second, I tell you, there's no way that YouTube, Spotify, Apple, nobody gets a cut of that because I did it by myself. Right. So all these platforms are getting a little kind of salty. Mm-hmm. They want their money. They want, they want, they want that guap. Mm-hmm. So YouTube is going to experiment with letting you sell directly, which will allow creators to make whatever they want. And if advertisers choose to advertise on it, then that is what they choose. Right. And, and the, part of the problem with that, when you have like a pre... Um, populated ad in your video like you actually cut it into your video and then uploaded that single file to youtube that's how that's done generally speaking um the the part of the problem with that is if they run ads that (laughs) conflict with what you did yeah so like all of a sudden you could have a let's just pick beer as a simple example and even though it's probably not realistic i have no idea but you know all of a sudden michelo versus but you know or or versus uh anheuser-busch you know, um, or is, are those two different companies? I actually don't even know, but whatever. Pick two companies. Pick uh, in any company that conflicts with each other. Well, if I'm promoting them in my video and then YouTube promotes the other one, <laughs> yeah, like right next to it, it's yeah. like, wait, what? And <laughs> there's, there's been a and ton of make, issues with that. Yeah, and that makes that makes the advertisers mad. That's that's really the issue with it. A lot of it. So that's kind of why they're trying to find new ways to discourage people from pre-populating ads. But the problem is, you know people it's a double-edged sword right like you got youtube they are the ones with the distribution network ultimately they've invested the infrastructure they have millions probably billions i have no idea but like at least millions of dollars in spend annually right Mm -hmm. to host these servers that have all these video files that everybody can access and pretty much do it on the fly and then you've got all these people who just want to get paid or have turned this into a living and they're trying to short short circuit that system. So I don't know. I mean, 
I see both sides of this. Like I see where people are getting mad about it and I understand that they just want to make a buck and earn and they're kind of small guy in this situation. I also see the other side where Google has literally invested millions and millions of dollars into this platform. And I'd be mad, wouldn't you? I mean, like I just spent, you know, a hundred grand on a bunch of servers and all of a sudden what I built those servers for is being circumvented by the very thing that is supposed to be making money off of them. Like, it's kind of like one of those things. Like, I don't know. I don't side with YouTube at all <clears throat> well, ever on this. I know. And just con- because... I, it's kind of funny. I'm saying this when last week I'm like ripping on Google all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, oh, here's I the thing. see it. Here's the thing. YouTube was not always like that. And because of that, True. if YouTube yeah. was always like that yeah. and they always were pretty picky about what they put ads on and all that, like, and I don't, there would be nothing to be mad about, but we had like a solid decade of YouTube being a very free and open platform we did, to kind yeah. of do whatever you yeah, wanted it on. didn't have a lot of ads. And, and then it, it didn't just, when they started killing monetization for everyone, it didn't just affect the, the small guy. It affects everybody because what they did was the guidelines are super broad. It's like mm-hmm. it's like if you talk about the world, you could right, be demonetized. Right. So it's not just that they're doing it because the, the the mere act of demonetizing things because it's not advertiser friendly is probably a good thing. You know, you don't want child porn on YouTube. You don't right. want all sorts that, of things, and that yeah, does exist a, out there. It does, and even on YouTube, you can get. I've I've not purposely seen it, but I've followed a couple other videos where people are like pointing out how bad it can get, like yeah. in the comment section mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's some pretty sick. There's some sicko people commenting on some of those so watch that with your kids just as a side note (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's not good there's a lot of channels Um, where like they air the really bad stuff in the middle right so they like you put it on for your kid you start watching it and then halfway through it's like some terrible stuff and you don't want that so yeah yeah i remember when uh my my kid watches youtube kids and i remember there was a couple of controversial things that happened where some videos got slipped in you know that the algorithm missed and they were like telling kids to commit suicide yeah it was really bad on youtube kids so like you gotta watch it (laughs) you know it's not just guaranteed to be perfect just because they have an algorithm in front of it but anyways yeah so i don't know i mean yeah i I get what you're saying about youtube's you know history um i agree with you on that um but it's just like anything i mean in order to survive in this in this world even as a business you have to make money so is 15 billion dollars in advertising (laughs) Yeah, that's Enough? how much they made. Or that's that, how much they that's made. What I'm like, that's, that's like, what I don't they know. Made. Like, I feel like you could take yeah. the the little cut to allow your platform to be a genuine place sure. instead of saying like, you know, at, at some point it's it's a greed it's thing. Ridiculous. If you're making yeah. 15 billion a year for your, on your advertising platform, like you can yeah, afford to let people talk about current events and make some money off of it. You yeah. can afford to let people make a say a curse word on the platform and still make a little bit of money. Like you don't have to neuter the whole thing. Like yeah. that, that's my point. It's not necessarily that they shouldn't have any say on the ads like of course they should they're the broker but at the end (laughs) of it like come on like you got to let people have a freaking ability to talk on your platform otherwise people are just going to turn to things like patreon or turn to other video streaming i know like linus media group they made their whole other a whole other one called a float plane where you as the as the um as the viewer you actually pay per month to be subscribed to the channel kind of like twitch um but it, like it's way more transparent so. and so it's not advertiser based it's just purely do people like your content like i pay linus mm-hmm. tech tips three bucks a month to watch their stuff on Flipplane. because it's a and i think a lot of people would be very open to supporting their favorite creators in small do, small donations like instead of charging me for streaming services right. let me subscribe to people who make things and do it that way yeah yeah it's it's i don't know 
it's hard to track all that, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I agree. I actually agree in principle. Just really, really tough in execution. That's how I'd say that. Well, YouTube, we're happy it's that nice. you're seeing it, even if it's super, even if it's super limited as content creators. Cool. See, now you have to think. Of, this is interesting because like I've, I've been a content creator for like a while, yeah. but like you. Obviously, you've created content. You run a business. You had to create content at some point. There's right, content sure. for the business, but largely, you've been in the business world. Yeah, and I've I haven't done a lot of digital. I never did a lot of digital content. It was more uh, print. And, so uh, now this stuff is going to make a lot more video. of a difference to your life. Yeah, and it will. And I, you know, I look forward to that. Uh, us getting you know forward progress into those areas, honestly. And it, to me, I don't really care. I mean, the way that I see it is, we we're going to make money as well. So it's like. You know, and you know me, I'm not bashful about, I'm not putting, interested really in putting a lot of ads, like actually any ads on our website. Um, like, unless there's like a specific landing page or something that we're trying to promote or, or something, you or know what I mean? Like it's a bespoke, right? Yeah. Like that. Um, but not on like the main page or anything like that. But there's, I don't know. I mean, there's a market for it and I get it. I'm curious to see how it works, right? I'm just, I like figuring systems out. Yeah, so well, like this that's is a why I'm in this business. super early. It's, it's only fun. going to like a, but, a, like yeah. handfuls of channels right. are getting this. So Right, pardon me. Similarly to how Spotify recently was saying that they're going to let certain creators just directly upload to the platform. That's interesting. Super niche, super niche. Like not, this yeah, isn't rolling out to everyone, but it's, interesting. we just got to keep an eye on it. Yeah, we will. <sighs> It's a sad and, day. And well, we it will. was a sad day. Yeah, it is. It was a sad day. It was. I think it was yesterday. I believe. Yes, it was yesterday. Yesterday, we found out that Kazuhisa Hashimoto. And I apologize if I butchered your name. He has yep. passed away. Rest in peace. He was the creator of the Konami Code, which uh, that's actually more Josh's <laughs> era. So I'm gonna let Josh explain to you what the <laughs> Konami Code was and like what it really meant for gaming at the time. Sure. Yeah, I grew up playing these games uh so back in the original nintendo entertainment system you know circa 1985 to whatever that when it, you know the snes super nintendo came out um there were games that you could get kind of a cheat in the beginning uh you know up up down down cheat kind of thing um and that was uh enabled you to get like something extra right like in the i'll take the game contra that konami you know um, was very popular with uh, on the Nintendo. They had in the beginning you do this little cheat code. It's on our on this website. It'll be on our show notes. Like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A start, and that's a secret, you know, sequence of inputs you could put on the Nintendo controller to get thirty extra lives to start Contra. So it was really cool. Like, and then like people would take that and actually put it in Easter eggs in the later games yep. and stuff. And it was it was really neat. So it's kind of sad to see, like, you know, it's like one of those static things like, oh, yeah, that guy, that's, he was a creator of that. You know, he had that idea and that was so cool. And it, you know, it actually enabled me to beat Contra when I was like probably eight years old uh -huh. or something. You know, like I would never be able to do it with the original three lives they give you. But, yeah. you know, Contra was hard. It was, it was difficult. Yeah. It was a very hard game to play. And Great I've, game, though. I loved it. That one. And they had a they had a sequel, Super C, which yeah. had a yeah. different it had a, actually a different code than the original Contra one. It was like, I think if I remember right, it was like right, left, down, up, B, A, a B, start. Dedicated I, listeners, fact check Josh. Was right, he right? Yeah, was he right? right? Let us like, know. <laughs> Super Contra. But I had Super Contra, like for some reason, you know, growing up, you couldn't always, you know, in the Midwest is where we where I grew up, obviously, and uh, didn't have money for every game that yeah. was out there. And uh, I had Super C. I didn't have the, the original Contra for like, 
ever, but my cousin had Contra, but I had Super C, so we trade, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like that. And then Super C was like, you know, my jam. That was also equally as hard. When yeah. you said Contra was hard, it made me think of Super Contra. And I was like, oh, that's even worse. Because in that one, the code would only gave you 10 lives. Okay. So it was like way different playability. So I think it was I'd a lot of fun. Pl- I played an arcade adaption. Probably. Yeah. They, adaptation, they, they not adaptation. It to of uh, Super places, C, but yeah. I've never played actual Super C, but I have yeah. played Contra. I, I love it. Yeah. Have love you, it. Did you ever play Castlevania? Any of those games? Oh, yeah. I played one through, I want to say three. I kind of lost interest in it when it went. Was it on the Super Nintendo? Super Super Castlevania 4, I think, was the name of it. Yes. That title. Um, it was actually pretty decent, but man, those games were hard. Those, Holy they were cow. so hard. Those were like that, they're still would, hard for me right now. I know, as my a, thumbs like, as hurt. An adult, I like, <laughs> you know, can't like, manage ah, to beat those games. Like, like it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You but, gotta uh, cheat. So like I had the game genie. Remember this game yeah, genie? Yeah. Game genie was like you know put the code in the beginning to get your cheats on kind of thing. It was kind of fun to also tinker with games. Yeah, it like, evolved into like the game shark and the yeah, action replay. The whole thing, like that yeah. genre that of the code masters. I think was who yep. created that. Um, and that. The Game Genie, like, I remember, like, Super Mario Bros. 3, right? Like, it was pretty popular. And I popped the Game Genie, and they give you, like, a book. Back then, this was, like, before the internet, right? Um, and so they give you, like, these books full of codes for different games. Yeah. So you're always, like, hunting for codes. Like, I remember going to the original game stores, like, trying to find codes, you know, write them down. <laughs> Just buy the magazine, son. Don't write all the codes down. You know, they're all mad at me for not buying the mag. But basically, like, there were all these codes, and I used to take them back and, like, kind of play with like one digit turn mario into like this weird yeah creature that shouldn't have existed in the game because yeah. it jarbled the code up and stuff yeah. like that it was a lot it was just kind of interesting to reverse engineer that and a little bit what's cool about it is that it all kind of i won't say that this guy started yeah. codes and games but this is like the first popular one yeah it was the and one it, that took hold it right started this like really beautiful thing in gaming and it's kind of died a little bit in today's gaming world i mean they they still exist they're still easter eggs yeah but like the idea of like there every game used to have a dedicated cheat code menu like all the guitar (laughs) heroes you could go in you could set hyperspeed by like putting in like note sequences Mm -hmm. and it kind of created this like deeper games have always had this really interesting thing where there's like different levels of it so like Mm -hmm. you know like a lot of people know pokemon Mm-hmm. They know Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But I know every single one of those things that have ever existed. And there's just different levels of understanding when you games. you say those things, you Pokemon, mean Pokemon. All the different, like, I know, like, I know them by, like, number and thing. <laughs> like, it's kind of stupid. That's awesome. Um, I, mean, I mean, if you can make money on that, too, even better for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, 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 a, it's a great thing to me that, like, you don't have to do that. You can enjoy a Pokemon game or a Contra right. game or any game right. without knowing the deep intricacies of it. But yeah. then there's these things and these codes and these intricacies that allow you to get deeper into that experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really awesome thing. It is neat. We kind of lost a lot of that when we threw all these games like out on the internet and they can be updated and patched and, and DLC and, and all the stuff nerfed and, and all that. And it kind of, it makes me kind of not, I don't, I think aggravated is too strong of a word because I don't really care that much. Miffed. But it's just kind of like, really? <laughs> you know, it's like a slight annoyance, like yeah. a fly buzzing around my head kind of annoyance. But like, it's, you know, it, 
I like the Nintendo model from a certain standpoint where they like, you know, will prolong a game's release and get out quality instead of like trying to patch or then like you find these exploits in games like to take uh, Borderlands uh, 2 was notorious for this. So they would find like, oh, if you kill this one boss over and over and over again, you can get all these crazy weapons. Yeah. It's like, what's wrong with that? Like you guys coded the game that way. Why did you have to nerf it? Because you got mad that people all of a sudden were exploiting the very code you put in the game. Like, come on. Like. I don't know. I just, I always had a problem with that. I always had a problem with like, well, you guys are the developers. You should have taken the time to actually develop and not just try to rush to release to market, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And that, but I get it too from the other stand. You got to, you got to make money. So I get it from that side, but it just, I don't know. It's one of those things. All right. Off topic. What were you saying? Well, I'm about to take us further off topic Sweet, because you just opened up a can Sweet. of worms that I love to talk about. Yeah, good. Do it. Games and being patched and the beauty of unpatched games. Mm -hmm. Super Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube okay. is a fundamentally broken game. Really? There are mechanics in that game that are that. that at the pro level are used that were never intended. intended. So there's this thing called wave dashing. Okay. So when you jump in Smash, you mm -hmm. are able to air dodge. In which is where, like, you essentially, right? Yeah, you yeah, press I get the trigger, it. See, it's like a block, and you right? Dodge. You jump and then you're kind of blocking, yes, you're dodging, essentially. Okay. All right, in melee, you could short hop, which is a small jump, and then okay. air dodge towards the stage, and your character would slide. Oh, really? And it's called wave dashing, okay? And then there's also these things, there's like L canceling, and there's all these different little things that make the game faster. Yep. And I want every, I'm, I'll put links in the description for this. There's gonna be two videos. One of them's gonna be like a regular person playing melee and then a pro person playing melee. Okay. These glitches in the game have caused it to be able to be exploited to a point where peak efficiency at melee has been like almost achieved. Like you'd really? have to break your hands past what you're able to do in that game based off of how poorly the game was actually made. But what it has allowed is now that game is on its like 16th or 17th year of being in major esports tournaments. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because it's so technically broken that you're able to just like do anything. The, the possibilities yeah. are endless. Yeah. And so and the skill ceiling is so high. Because these things, you have to learn how to do these things that were never explained. The game doesn't tell you how to L cancel. It doesn't tell you that you have to press L within 10 right, frames right. of hitting the ground. Like, yeah, it just, that's yeah, not a I thing. Gotcha. And so I just think that, that is so cool to me. That is neat. Yeah. I love it. it I actually enjoyed uh, for a long time as a big Diablo 3 player. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before, like, I, I hated it actually when they patched it to uh, go up to the, it was originally when it first came out. You got up to level 60, and then they released, you know, a, uh, what, a DLC for getting up to level 70, and then all this extra Paragon and all this other crap. Um, and I actually enjoyed the brokenness of yeah. of the original. Yep. I absolutely couldn't stand that we changed the fundamentals that I was used to. Mm -hmm. um, you could literally one-shot, like, Diablo almost as a wizard, which I always play wizard because they're, you know, got the strongest... Always get the the glass cannons usually, yeah. but like I love being able to like cast meteors from the sky like a huge dork that I am, and like <laughs> watch monsters get destroyed and all yeah. that kind of thing. Whatever, like it's just an entertainment factor. But the point is, is that you know I when they changed everything, it was just like really like you just yeah. lost my interest in this game. And I did play it, you know, for years because I figured out the new fundamentals and I went on to that. But then they started doing the seasons. 
And now everyone's Seasons doing that the crap. Worst Fortnite does it. Like PUBG Every does, game does it. it now. Like, oh my gosh! Halo like, does it. Call of Duty Halo does it. it. I didn't know Halo. Did they it. all do it. Good grief! They all adopted like, it because I'm they can make money now, with obviously, it. But if like, I can sell you a ten, right. if I can sell you for ten dollars every season, you gotta pay. Yeah. Like, and it basically it isn't pay to win, but it's like pay to be seen as someone who actually plays the game. Essentially, so it's pay for right. status, right. and that works super well. Right. So like now all these games are on seasons. I it's, hate. I hate seasons. Like. <laughs> it just makes me like cringe because like i got so sick of it like right i did like a couple seasons of diablo and then it was like wait all the effort that i put into this i got this character at this level and then you're gonna reset it like and i don't get to keep like yeah. or you got to keep some of it but you don't keep all of it kind of thing was the way d3 worked but like i just ah like it just it makes me cringe. Leaves a bad taste in your mouth Every as the time. player. Like it's a recycle it it's recycled good. garbage. Like what are you guys doing? Create something new. Like why are you create why do you just like that's like the most lazy way to develop a game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna change a few of these like a code for this armor set and this, these weapons and then release them out and then this season you have to be this character class to be at the OP level. Yeah. Oh sorry, OP is overpowered. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's so frustrating. I'm like, nah, just make a new game. Well, that's the you know? beauty of like getting older and like games not being as centralized in like my life is like, yeah. at, there was a time where like if they would have changed Halo 3, right? Like if they would have ruined Halo 3 yeah. when I was a kid, like that would have made my world would have been you. over. Yeah. Like that you was what I did. Halo. Exactly. That was yeah. like what I did for fun and that was my right. existence. So, like, it's a fun game. It, that's the beauty of being an adult. Is like I like gaming still, but like if they ruin the game, like I just won't play the game. Yeah. <laughs> like oh well. Yeah, you're just done. Like there's so many games to play. Yeah, right? exactly. Like that's the other thing that the I read that a while ago. Like the the uh, video game industry has surpassed the movie industry in total revenue. I believe it completely. In I believe the US. it. Yeah, it's nuts how much. Well, it's like billions. Well, more. any <laughs> schmuck can make a game and get it out on major providers. Versus, yeah. like, it's harder to get it's a film get, distributed yep. to theaters and to yep. streaming. So, which is kind of dumb if you think about it. Like, so what, stupid. Why? How is that? Like, studios have a stranglehold on filmmaking. That's so weird to me. You know, but I, it's all about the distribution. Yeah. You know. So, hey, there's a new idea. If you want to become like, you know, a diversified, vertically integrated, multi-million dollar <laughs> movie theater, make sure you just buy the studio and get the equipment. <laughs> yeah. Do all the content. You want to be the, you want to own the streaming service and, and the, studio. the studio. You want to be Netflix. That's <clears throat> what they do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> be Netflix. All right. Moving on from gaming, because I'm sure we just <laughs> yeah. lost half our list. I know. We got real dorked <laughs> out on that one. LinkedIn. Testing story features, kind of like Snapchat and Instagram have on their platform. Are we happy about this? Are we angry You're about asking this? Me? Yes, I know. I'm I don't. Gonna... <laughs> I don't care. I don't even know what the heck like stories really oh, mean. What's a story? I, I'm, I'm borderlining on the OK Boomer <laughs> quote unquote thing here. Like, well, I mean, I can only say like what I don't know. I I find stories annoying on Instagram. Like when I like flip through Instagram, I'm like, what is this crap? I'm just trying to flip through a feed, and all of a sudden, like, I'll get a story, and I'm like, what is that? And I can't go back and see it, and I'm like. What I but I missed that. Like I wanted to re re rewatch that. You or re, can you know rewatch I mean? it. You just don't. You can. I'm just it. a dumb dumb. Yeah, okay. You, well, that's fair. <laughs> Everybody but like, under the age you know, of like 35 of, yeah. is sitting there like, what? What are you? What is, is this guy this even on about? about? <laughs> what is he on about, mate? Hey, I I had the original iPhone. Okay, I had the original. Back in my day, we didn't have capacitive touch screens. You had to use a stylus. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting though. Tell us more. 
I'll get yeah, I'll give lead. you my I'll give you I'll give you my perspective. So it kind of brings in the question of is LinkedIn for social networking or is it for business reasons or business uses or is it the, right. is it a, and uh, everyone can have a different opinion of that. I have mine, you probably have yours. Yeah. Um I'll share it in a minute. I get kind of annoyed when LinkedIn is used and in a personal way, I hate it. Even though I agree with your you. profile, you yep. should be able to do whatever you want with it. Well, I course, have the ability but, to connect or get rid of you. But like yeah. in general, it's like, come on, how many social networks do we have that you really feel the need to tell me about your chicken pot pie that you're making on a Thursday? I right. don't care. I'm, yeah, try, I'm trying don't. to get industry knowledge and network exactly. with people. I don't need that. And all this story is going to do because stories are pretty much a quicker a quicker fix to posting something. Yeah. Instead of drafting out a whole post, you just take the picture and it throws it up on your story and it goes away after a certain amount of time and it's just a it's a quick burst. Right. So it's going to promote people to put out quick crappy content. Yeah. Which we already have a ton of we microwave of crap content yeah. on LinkedIn. Half of LinkedIn is just people using the same inspirational quotes over a different image. Makes sense to me now that you explain it that way a little bit. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about Instagram and I just couldn't articulate it very well. But th that's very interesting. I agree with you mm -hmm. on the LinkedIn front. I think it's a professional application. At least I view it as professional, um, you know, business use. I don't yeah. view it as... It's like an online resume, an online persona. Yeah. Um, it's not a... It's like your own online brand is yeah, how I view it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's how I view it too. I've had, you know, I've, I've used it for like kind of an on, online resume. I've gotten, you know, solicited quite a bit because of that, that whole thing, which I expect. And I don't mind being solicited on that platform because yeah. it's professional. It's still, it's supposed to be delivered that way to me. Yep. So I go that that way, and that and all this is going to do is just confuse the heck out of that. Like I just feel like that's kind of a dumb move, um, but I I'm sure they have their reasons. I'm not sure why. Like, is it for is it to try and grab the younger crowd? Yeah. So I mean, the, is that what I'm it gonna is? Read, I'll read I'm the gonna first. Guess. I'm going to read all the right. first excerpt of this audio uh, of this article because it kind of addresses that. Okay. LinkedIn is a website that that's effectively a mixture between an interactive resume and a college job fair but that hasn't stopped it from aspiring to be a cooler more social part of the internet its latest attempt <laughs> okay. snapchat style stories which the company announced it was testing internally to try out a new conversational format for business conversations aka people under 21 are not talking on linkedin or posting and we need to find a way that they relate to engage to. them yeah that's to basically grab that market share because if you that's look dumb kid, young, that's young people are not using linkedin like well, they're like they why should. would they are you kidding me? Why would they? They're not professionals. Well, unless you're doing professional even things, if you, even you if shouldn't you, be on it. You should have the foresight. Like, this is. I'm going to get a little bit on my high horse. And I it. wasn't like this when I was a kid. I, I like it, it took me up until probably first year or two in college to figure this out. Like, you need to, even if you're not, I was like Mr. Anti-Professionalism. Like, I was not. Like, growing up, I was like, no, I don't want to wear yeah. the suit. Okay. I don't want to talk properly. I don't want to do any of that. I don't think but any teenager you did. kind of learn. You have to get past that and learn, like, okay, if I start cultivating this image for myself now, right. now I'm going to have a repertoire. If you go back at my LinkedIn, you can see what I was talking about in, in, in like, certain industries from, like, 2012 or whatever. Like, oh, I don't know when you? it launched. Like, it exists out there. I've clearly done and my it, research on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, full transparency. I got hired here through LinkedIn. Um, but <laughs> LinkedIn is amazing for job searching, by the way. It's if you're awesome. looking yeah, for a job great. or if you are if you own a company and you're looking for people, for to, people hire, to hire, yeah. you will get better people and you'll work you for matched. better companies yeah, through LinkedIn. You get LinkedIn. matched better. You, but it's more expensive, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like when, when you post as an employer, and I've been through this, like it's more expensive than using some of the other ones. I won't name their names just for 
to not call anybody out. I'm not trying to criticize anyone really, but um, it is more expensive. And so I expected a higher quality product because of that reason. And that's what I got was yep. a higher quality yep. solution. Well, it's quantity. It's quality over quantity. Right. Those other those other platforms, they'll they'll send you like a ton of people. Yeah, but, but they're suck. all. They're, yeah. <laughs> like, frankly, they won't. Yeah. They just won't be that flat great. out lie. Yeah. There's some that are good. You're not. Yeah. I'm not saying that everybody that applies through those are terrible people or anything. Right. But it's because it's free. It's way easier, and you don't have to have as much of a profile. Right. The way LinkedIn works is like, if you don't. So there's like easy apply on LinkedIn. There's yeah. a button that you can click, and some. I think it's there's a paywall behind it. I, right. I believe you can vote too. But what it allows you to do is, as a as an applicant, you can click that, and it will send your resume, email, phone number, and profile to right. the person instead right. of filling out an 18 page application that nobody cares about. Yeah, you just send over that information. Super simple. Super simple. Like mm-hmm. it's honestly scary no how reason, easy it is. There's no reason, and there frankly, there's no reason as an employer to have that unless you are regulated to do. So. So, like, why do you need an 18-page application, really? It's ridiculous. Come the on. amount of jobs, that, <laughs> like, the, the amount of companies that I probably could have helped or been a part of that I just didn't because I wasn't about to answer a 55-question questionnaire about who I am when I could just tell right. you in an interview from five seconds on a phone. Yep. Yep. Like, I'm not doing that. I, no. It's a waste of my time. It's it's I'm see I always get like onto no, my like anger bag because I'm like to me it's disrespectful of my time. It is. Like, well, that's the problem. You just think with I'm it. you think I'm a third grader. You're asking me what I'm gonna do with 13 cents if I get it. Like this is stupid. Like it's right. it's a waste. Yeah. And so LinkedIn. I don't disagree. So I say that just to kind of pad my statements about LinkedIn. Yes, I think the stories thing is stupid. It's yes, dumb. I think people it's... using it as a personal network is but, stupid. But LinkedIn is so, great for a lot. Yeah. I, so the thing that about LinkedIn in my mind is it's it's a professional platform right or it's supposed to be in my in my head in my opinion um and so there are certain professions certain jobs certain people you don't need a linkedin profile at all in my opinion yeah like i'm not trying to say that what am i trying to say basically there are certain jobs where it's worth networking and it's worth having an online presence yeah and there are certain jobs where it doesn't matter. That doesn't you're not mean gonna anything. Find, you're not going to find many, many like, people in the ag industry with a, with a, a heavy okay. social following. And why would they? That's okay. Uh, and, and we're talking like a lot of frontline workers is what I think you're going for. That. That's what I was thinking. So like I'm thinking like frontline workers, they don't need a LinkedIn profile. Like, yeah. come on. Like unless you're getting up into, you know, some sort of role where you're going to network and you're going to jump from maybe company A to company B and and have a similar role where you might grow a little bit faster or something like that, make more money, whatever the, your goals are, uh, you know, that's, that makes sense to have that. But if you're just like, a, I don't know, an installer of, of cable boxes for a cable company, like, do you really need that? No. I mean, you don't need it. Cause not, not, I don't think any of those employers are actually even using LinkedIn to try and hire The only anybody. reason like, why you would get it is if you silly. had aspirations to do more sure. and you wanted and, to build. And that's true. Yeah. yeah. Like if you wanted to do that and it's like, Hey, I'm looking for new opportunities. How can I grow? Like, okay, fine. But like, otherwise it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't need to know that, you know, you're a janitor and you work and you make your money and you do well and you contribute to society and that's great. Go you. But do you really need a LinkedIn profile? I don't know. Probably not. Like, I and mean, it doesn't matter. Because if you do, like, what are you going to do with what it? What are you doing? If yeah. you're posting super Go dope for it. janitorial it content but... and you're teaching people about the bleeding edge <laughs> actually, of that stuff, that would be awesome. Actually, there's probably somebody that could do that yeah. and would probably make and, a really, really cool persona it doing would be, it. It would be but awesome. But most of the time it doesn't work that way. No. Most of the time they're just posting their own personal stuff and it just doesn't. It, it floods, doesn't matter. Yeah. It floods a place that has a lot of really good 
information with a lot of crap. And it gets the way the their algorithm kind of sucks, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, what it's it shows better, you, and but, so yeah. when those kind of posts, they get a lot of interaction because there's right. a lot of people that get mad and then say you shouldn't talk like this on you LinkedIn. Yeah. But posts that get a lot of comments get pushed harder. That. They get pushed harder with the algorithm if they get commented on. So right. you're promoting bad content at that point because more people are apt to comment when they disagree with something yeah. than yeah. they are when they agree with it because it sparks a bigger emotion. Right. So I don't know. I have a bunch of feelings about algorithms and that, but we don't need to get into that because <laughs> we'll be here for three hours. Yeah. And we're um, already over. Yeah. But <laughs> our longer episodes do better. No, do they really? Yeah, people like there long you form. I told so you. Everybody likes that. Yeah. All right. Um, Got to come up with yeah. more content. We are going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an executive decision right now. We're cutting the 8chan topic because I don't care. The what? Co- the one? 8chan. Oh, 8chan. No yeah. one cares. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I can just let me throw one comment on that. Go one, for it. Yeah. Is stay off of anything with Chan in the URL, in the web t- uh, address. Excuse me. I said title. The web address, like, stay off of it. Like, or, if, like, find, like, the really obscure one where they're not bad on it. Like, there's some well, that aren't terrible. Are there? There's a couple. They're very, Every single one I've ever visited to. And I'm talking, like, this was years ago. So, I, you know, maybe I've dated info, but, like, dude. 2, 4, and 8 nasty. are really bad. You don't want to be it's on 2, 4, four and 8. one step above. Yeah, 2, 4, and 8. That's right. Yeah. It was 4 channels. Two, yeah. 2 got shut down, I think. I don't think oh, 2 exists it? anymore. Okay. 4 is better than it was. But oh, really? It's still just, it's, it's now it's just a cesspool. It's not like bad, bad things. It's just really dumb things that no one needs well, to see. It used to be like one step above the dark web. Yeah. It used uh-huh. to be literally just awful, awful. They were like early 2010s, 4chan yeah. was some crazy stuff. Yeah. I remember there was like a guy on there. I remember they had the, uh, there's somebody that said they were going to commit a murder mm-hmm. and then did. Yeah. And then like literally posted before and yeah. after the whole thing that's happened multiple got, times oh gosh they have the terrible. they See, have that's the 4chan. why i don't like it's like stay off those sites and it's a, it's fully anonymous for anyone who doesn't know they're anonymous image boards essentially right and uh you don't have to have a login to post no anything. there's no login so there's no real traceability i mean you the f like somebody could i was gonna say the fbi but it could be any government agency could theoretically get ip addresses and timestamps, but like a lot of people hide behind vpns you know it's just it's tough to track well, I know they the got anonymity is there. And Two Chan, I believe, got in trouble at one point because people were doing. There was this thing called the space program, mm-hmm. which is where they would tie a bunch of balloons to like small woodland creatures. Oh, for heaven's and, sake! And like there was that's a, so awful. It's so stupid. Like, like why would you do that? Like, I, come I, on, I, I don't understand. That's. But there, I will. You I know will, what? Yeah. I will if you're admit, listening to this show and you disagree with me on that, don't listen anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, dis- yeah. If you think tying <laughs> like, up animals and sending you're them sick to the, and you need help, the hemisphere is cool. Professional. Just saying. Um, but yeah, not all the chans are terrible. There's a okay. couple. There's a couple. Okay, what chans. are the good ones though? You said the bad ones. What are the good ones? Do you know? Well, it's okay I if you don't. I don't. Call them I kind of called you out. On good. Them. <laughs> I'd call them less. That was a bad. very that was like a politically stated answer. <laughs> that was awesome. So this one called like 420 Chan, okay. which you think would be like super druggy, and there's right. definitely like dr- it's definitely like a drug centric, I guess. But like it, it well, it's more meme. Make, it's more meme. It's just memes, and it's okay. not bad. Okay, so it I might see be your point. it might be risque things, it's but it's not contents. gross, disgusting right. stuff. Is what okay. I'm trying to say. That's so I, I'm not co-signing that. I'm just saying like. Right. Well, I mean, you can find really sick, twisted things even on Reddit. Oh, so for sure. Like, There's whole know, subreddits okay, dedicated fine. to it. I know. It's really bad. And speaking of Reddit. Uh, and here we go. <laughs> the CEO says TikTok is fundamentally parasitic. And we're going to keep this brief 
because I think we both feel very similar about this, and there's not a Probably. whole lot to say. Uh, TikTok is owned and operated by basically the Chinese government. They're stealing your fingerprint. They're stealing your vo- yeah. voice. They're stealing everything about you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And at a summit, talking, uh, I think it was a venture capitalism, uh, venture capitalist summit, talking about uh, investing, the Reddit CEO, Steve Huffman, um, called the app spyware, basically denounced it in all ways, shape, and form. This is something that we've seen a lot, um, actually, yep. with TikTok. 100%. A lot of people are afraid. Um, the part about it that freaks me out the most is that most of the user base is children. It's a very kid-centric app, and I do not trust the Chinese government to treat children data sensitively, right? Which is scary for me. Um, but I don't really trust anyone with that kind of information. Yeah, to be it, honest. The bottom line is, honestly, unless you're making a bunch of money from TikTok, you probably shouldn't be on it. Yeah, I mean, um, most of the good TikToks get cropped and posted on Instagram as memes anyway. Oh, really? That's the thing. That's what I, I always tell that. people: is like the good ones are going to make it to other platforms. Because the way yeah. meme posting works is when something gets posted, it gets screenshotted or recorded, and then it gets posted somewhere else. So you don't need to go to the source to get the content. <laughs> and if you follow a creator on TikTok and you're obsessed with that creator, I guarantee you that creator is smart enough to have diversified their media streams, and you can find that content somewhere else. Yeah. So the bottom line is you don't have to be on it, and you probably mm. shouldn't be. Yeah, Fair. I agree with that. Yep, I don't have much to add other than I can comment that Reddit's kind of Pot calling the kettle black a little bit, I think, on that, just because I know they've received money from like other Chinese companies yeah. out there. Um, so it's a little bit kind of comical to see him get up there and try and beat his chest on that. But I don't disagree that TikTok is definitely is definitely not good for you. Well, <laughs> like, I think you can argue you that taking money that. from a Chinese company is a very different, different thing than giving yeah. the Chinese government access Full to your car, servers. Cart launch access. Yeah, like but it makes you question everything, right? Like any anytime that's the problem with the entire like and I, I have nothing against like Chinese people, like not saying that at all, but the whole China the Chinese government I do have to take a lot of issues with just from like some of the points you made about the privacy and things of that nature it's it's really tough in this day and age to draw that fine line right and the challenge is because it comes from because money comes from a chinese company you actually don't know like how involved the chinese government is because basically the chinese government can like take over any company at any time for any reason just done yeah and that's the issue that i take with it and we don't know like do we know that reddit's not sharing data with like some of their no we can only speak on what we know and then like that's slowly like in a gray way getting back to the Chinese guy. Like that's the thing. It's like, come on, you know, it, it really just like, no, <laughs> but the way I operate I is I always keep kind of my skeptical eye out and I go, okay, well they might be, but unless kind of like that innocent until proven guilty thing. Yeah. Like, there's some companies like Google has done clear things <laughs> that are bad, and it's pretty easy for us to be like, yeah, they do bad things. You probably shouldn't use all their services all the time. But then there's, to duck, duck, go. then there's things like Reddit <laughs> Use where <open> source. <laughs> it's very open-ended of whether they're really doing something bad or not. And those are the yeah. scenarios where I just keep my eye on it, but I don't necessarily call it something. Yeah. Versus like a TikTok, there's clear ties. It's just clear. We yeah, know it's, it's a problem. Pretty easy. And I actually do appreciate someone, even if they are calling the kettle black, I appreciate their Reddit is not competing with TikTok. If anything, TikTok helps Reddit because it puts more content on their site. Right, right. So it is, to me, a little bit brave of him to go out and be like, no, 
Like, yeah. I don't care. That's it's fair. not cool. So I'll give him props for that. But, yeah, do better with your own site before you start speaking on other people. Come on, Steve <laughs> Huffman. Yeah. And come on the podcast and debate me. Yeah, speaking of Reddit, <laughs> there's a, a little off topic here, but it came to mind. There was another uh, article I read um, where it's very interesting, some of the Reddit stuff that's out there. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this, but I'll throw this out there as another, like, subtopic to this. Um, I was reading in... Uh, I think it was Robin Hood. You know, I subscribed to their little newsletter or whatever. I know exactly what you're about you to talk about. It was what Wall I was going to bring bets. up. Yep. 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 And, and like Wall Street Bets is a subreddit on there where it's literally, basically, it's a satire to me anyway. I don't, there's probably some, you know, serious problems on there too. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it's a satire of people who are literally betting on stock options. Yeah. And they're just randomly picking stocks that they want to, push and buy calls to and for anybody who doesn't know that i'm not going to sit here and try and explain it go to investopedia.com figure it out from there um yeah. but basically <laughs> you buy calls when you think a stock's going to go up and you're but you're not going to buy the actual stock you're buying the option play on it so it's essentially gambling you're you're doing like short-term call plays yeah. and like trying to predict when that if it's going to meet that you know, call prediction you made. And if you do, you can make a lot of money. But then if you don't, you know, you can lose a lot of money because you can literally bet anything. There's not a lot of, as long as you got the cash, nobody cares. So um, Wall Street Bets has done quite a bit lately and they've somehow there, I don't know who said it. I can't remember the exact detail, but there's speculation around basically the subreddit pushing certain stocks in a certain direction not purposely though because i read read that i read that piece it might have been a time piece actually it it might have been i know that the the cover was a picture of a bull getting like attacked by the reddit aliens okay and it was talking about like how reddit can influence a bull market yep yep um and yeah so essentially like things like tesla was brought up like a lot over mm-hmm. at Wall Street Bets, like they cited a couple of them, or like they'll like they'll push a stock as a joke, and it will and it inadvertently will just push the price of the, the price. stock, <laughs> which is hilarious. Because sentiment, all of a sudden, there's all this sen- sentiment, yep. and so there's like there's a ton of like algorithmic web scrapers and different programs that these traders like that are they're using them to capture market sentiment, and if. <laughs> Wall Street bets as like a positive influence on Tesla. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's worth a thousand dollars a share. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at this. It's just it's it's more the the irony or the comedy behind yeah. it. It's like how did this happen? You know, like well, I, I read don't know another how this thing. Happened. I read another thing like, about Wall Street bets. Apparently, it's comprised of a lot of the day traders that made all their money in the 2000s that now uh, okay. just have like their like kick around do whatever yeah. they want money. Yeah, they just sit on Wall Street bets. That's which is what's kind of beautiful that. about it is that a large portion of Wall Street bets are people that are legitimately good at it. Right. So it's a lot of people that are yep. just posting a lot of trash, but like yep. in reality, they know what's going on, which I think that is the, <laughs> that's, that's the best part of it yeah. for me. I view it as an entertainment. For platform. sure. I go on that subreddit all the time and read it full disclosure because I think it's just funny. Like it just cracks me up. That's where I get all so. of my insider information. <laughs> Wall Street <laughs> bets. No, there I don't use go. Reddit, but. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All Good right. times. Yeah. Good times. Anything was, else? No, I think that was okay. it. I think that that's all it. we have to talk about today. Yeah. Um right. it was a solid little I'll do a, another little full transparency section. Um moving away from not moving away entirely, but kind of I want to talk about more consumer based tech. Um I've gotten feedback yeah. from some of our listeners and talked to them and talked to people and kind of just 
knowing what we want to talk about and in reality the the the, the amount of people that are going to own a business and listen to a podcast Very small. So it's going to be small and it probably isn't the most in, in, like in best decision to cater something towards that so no. i say that to say on um go to our social media and tell me is there's things that you are thinking about that you'd like to hear us talk about if there's a segment that you'd like to be introduced any recommendations like i think that's one of the beautiful things about podcasting is creating a network around it so like i'm super open to that conversation yeah and i want you guys to be part of the conversation um so yeah the floor is open to pretty much any tech topic, even if it's not directly tech and it relates to tech in some right. way. Like I'm not opposed to, I don't think either one of us are opposed to covering yeah. it. We want to talk about things people are interested in that matter to people in their lives. So yep. yeah, follow us on all socials, BDTH underscore pod. BDTH. And uh, we'll, get at it, we'll get at you next week. All right, peace. Have a good one.